Yeah, that's what I meant. It does look a bit off, doesn't it? It looks chunky. I'm not drinking it. Okay. <laughs> I want Buck's fizz, not Chunk's fizz. <laughs> Evie. Open that one, please. I ain't doing it. <laughs> Open that one. It's probably just frozen chunk, to be fair. But and still. worst case scenario, if the Prosecco and this Are we recording is... now? Yeah. Oh. And if the Prosecco and everything is not... Um... This is a very natural podcast, Ben. This is not... Candid. Ca candid? Yeah. That's like, one. oh, I don't know if I want to test my strength opening this. Well, no, you open it. I'm going to let you open it. The whole well, point of getting the bottle of alcohol to start the podcast was just so we had the sound at the start. We're now 45 seconds in and I've not even opened Shut up, it. just open the bottle, please. <laughs> it's a fucking screwed up. Shut off. No. <laughs> so let's start. Ah. <laughs> right, open that one now. I want to test it. So this might pop a little bit. It might. You got two fucking cans down there. Yeah, that's back up in case none of this worked. Yeah. So this is how we should have started the podcast. No, that's fine. A minute and seventeen seconds ago. Come on. Beautiful. <sighs> right. Now take that. Yeah, it smells it smells oh. bougie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to ever hear you say that again. No, I don't want to say Just it again. Leave it. Leave it. I'll drink it. Leave it. You're not drinking that, Andrea. Just... Right. Work tomorrow, aren't you? We. <laughs> Sorry, we're a bit late this week because we had a stressful weekend. But we are cracking open a bottle to celebrate Ben's new job. Whee! Mm. And that's the end of the show. Thanks for listening. There we go, guys. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Um. So yeah, sorry, we're a few days late. We've just been a bit hectic, but look, you get this for free, so I don't really care. Ugh, <laughs> 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 uh, this is um, we're doing a Halloweeny story ish again tonight because it would have been uh, Halloween on Saturday, wouldn't it? And we normally record on Sunday. Oh, I have something for you. Right, Beth came over earlier. Right, and I was in a foul mood because it's been a really stressful day. Okay. So she came in. I was listening to Elton John step into Christmas because I don't care. It's November now. Halloween's done. Christmas mood. And she hands me one of these. Now, I'm not letting you have all of it. You can only have a bite. Take a bite. Why well, can I only have a bite? Take a bite. It's Christmas in a biscuit, isn't it? It is. You're not having it, though. It's mine. That's my one. Left that for me. Fuck you. Le, le bouche. Le, le, I don't know. Chocolate milk round. Soft. Classic spice biscuit rounds dipped Le in milk cushion? chocolate with ice sugar glaze. It's Christmas in a biscuit, and we are going to get a shit ton of these this year. Okay. Oh, such a Christmas mood. But anyway, Halloween mood. Let's put the decks up. No, that's not. <laughs> oh. um, I'm trying to find a, a way to tell you this story because uh, it goes back and forth a little bit. I don't know what... Did I just break it? No, I didn't. Um, what? We are so professional. <laughs> I feel like people would listen to this and be thoroughly this is, inspired. This is like, what? If, if these fucking idiots can do it, anyone can. <laughs> um, absolutely not. Not having none of that. <laughs> so we have a special guest appearance on the podcast. I told you we were recording, didn't I? What do you want? Well, tell me quickly what. Oh my god. 
Right. Go upstairs. I will bring you a drink in a bit, okay? No, no. Do not come down again. Love Otherwise, you, Rory. No presents for Christmas. For the next three years. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So. Um, are you ready for your bedtime story? Yes. Right. 14th of September, 1977. Addison Varil is a reporter for the... Like, there's a film industry bit in a magazine called Variety. Um, oh, I didn't put... In America. Um, <laughs> but what part of America? But we'll figure that out later. Um, he's found dead in right. his apartment. Tell me the name. No, no, don't, no, no, don't. Because you'll spoil it by seeing things. Shh, leave it. It's okay. It's okay. Should I do your research for you? <clears throat> no, that's not how this podcast works. <laughs> He had been beaten and stabbed, and there were signs of a struggle. Nothing was taken. Um, the police thought that it might have been a robbery, but because nothing was taken and there was no evidence of forced entry, it must have been someone he knew, so he'd let the killer in. There was empty beer cans and half full glasses of drink. Why are you staring at me like that? Sorry, I'm just having fun playing with my glass. No, no. Oh, now the other sod's come down. <laughs> go to bed! <laughs> We're recording, please what go away. Why? It's bedtime. We're busy. Well, what more reason do you need? Bye bye. I'll give her a drink in a minute. We're busy right now. Oh, because she's been naughty. Because she came down and interrupted us while we were recording our podcast. We're so tell... now you've done that. You don't get a Christmas present yeah. either. You saved us a fortune house. Cheers, mate. Get to bed. <laughs> Night, Flanders. Um, where do we get to? Okay, so yeah, he's obviously had some drinks with someone. A friend of his, who is a journalist and a gay activist called Arthur Bell, um, recently wrote an article at the time about how gay men were being murdered in the area several men a year uh, were being killed and they weren't taken seriously by the police or reported in the media because they were thought of as sexual encounters gone wrong oh you know what else is gonna happen sorry to interrupt what can you hear those fireworks yeah can she's you not, see our yappy dog she's not bothered by fireworks can you see a head sniff look how many place? people and things need to interrupt my story tonight <clears throat> i'm really sorry <laughs> are you sure she's not bothered by fireworks because she sounds pretty bothered by fireworks it's fine. <laughs> Look. Should we do this another night? <laughs> no. Uh, I'm do it tomorrow because you know what tomorrow is. What's tomorrow? I'm telling a lie. You know what Thursday is. <laughs> What's Thursday? Remember, remember. We don't do fireworks night. Unless That's someone's blowing up the Houses of Parliament, I don't give a shit. People will be doing what they are doing I now. Like, and considerate fuckholes. Look. I'm trying to tell you a story, eh? Okay, I'm listening. Thank All you. Right. <laughs> We should do a 5th of November one and just cover the gun gunpowder plot. We could do, but I'm doing my Halloween one. Alright. For sake. Let's do that too, though. Try and tell people a story here. This is how it goes when you tell me stories. I make wisecracks. Oh, that's true. Um, yeah, so um, they're not sexual encounters gone wrong. That's someone being murdered. Um, police 
find that the night before Addison was murdered, he was at a leather bar called Mineshaft. In leather bar? Mm, you know, where like... You all dress up in bondage and stuff. Yeah. And... yeah, I mean, maybe he was into that. And it's called what? Mineshaft? Mm. That has ruined Minecraft for me forever. I know, I know. I really... Look, stop. I tried not to think of that and now you've said it. Um... If you've thought of it, then if you've thought of it to try to not think about it, then you'd already thought of it. So it's not my fault. So Arthur Bell said that Addison didn't seek out this kink, but he he did like the attitudes of people there. So maybe he was just a bit shy about it. Um, he was a regular at Mineshaft and Anvil, another leather bar, and he was he was known as a bit of a regular around there. Um, oh, okay, here we go. It's in New York. Um, Arthur Bell put in his um, article the number of New York Police Homicide Department um, urging anyone with information to call them. Look. Look. Stop. Listen. We can't take that, Ben. It's not a thing. It, no, it is a thing. That's a thing. That's not like not... a patented thing, though. That is it's a just thing. words. Ben, they have it on merch. That's a thing. You can't just steal. Words. I had the word cunt on a hoodie once. It doesn't no, mean no, no, that no, it no, suddenly no. belongs to me. Look, as much as I'm so proud of you for knowing things like that, you can't steal Karen and George's stuff. That's yeah, not cool. No, you Let's can't. Take ben. what I want. You, can... <laughs> you can't. Damn you. Are you listening to start... any of this story? I'm not going to start putting out. Yes, I am listening to the story. <laughs> I was just Googling what my shaft looked like. Oh, what, the bar? Yeah. Is it still up? Well, I don't know. It's a really old picture, so I'm guessing not. It looks like that. You know the where the strip club is on GTA? Yeah. looks a bit like that. Oh, okay. Look. Oh, yeah, it does. You see what I mean? Yeah. So, eight days later, um, Arthur receives a call from someone claiming to be the killer. And Arthur's like, oh, Christ, this guy's a psycho who just targets gay men. Maybe he's the one that's been killing everyone. Um, and the caller says, I like your story and your writing, but I'm not a psychopath. So, um, the caller recounted the events of the night that ended in Addison's murder. And he said to him on the phone, yeah, I'm gay. I needed money and I'm an alcoholic. Um, he'd been sober for three months. He met Addison in a bar who offered to buy him a beer. They drank together, did some coke, did some poppers. <clears throat> at 3am, that's when they left whatever bar they were at to go to Mineshaft. They did more drinking, did more drugs. And the man on the phone said he was really impressed by how popular Addison was. He said, I didn't realise he was such a superstar and I wanted to go home with him. So, two hours later, they took a taxi back to Addison's apartment. The caller said Addison was reluctant because he had work early the next day, but he was out till six in the morning, so I feel like... Look, Banging coke <laughs> Yeah, you are not making work. Oh, you settled down now. I don't know. I've got colleagues that do that. I'm not naming any specific <laughs> no, names. I know who. <laughs> but, you know... I've got one particular colleague who can go out until fucking four o'clock in the morning and bang on a coke and still makes it to work at Fantastic. eight. Shouldn't do fucking nothing the next day, but you know, she's there. She's, <laughs> she's there. there. She's there in spirit. Look, it's participation that counts. <laughs> it is if you're... Uh, well, that's... What's right, the word? Okay. I'm drawing... I misspoke. 
I have an ex-colleague. That's true, you don't work there anymore. None of my current colleagues do that that I'm aware of. No. No, okay. So, the, so they get in at six, they have a few more drinks, do a few more drugs, and then decide at 7.30 in the morning they're going to have sex. So... 7.30 in the morning? I know. That's breakfast time. <laughs> <laughs> Something should be sacred, goddammit. <laughs> um... And the man on the phone said, that is as far as Addison wanted to take this. It wasn't going to turn into a relationship. Which, look, if that's how you're trying to find a relationship, then you are going the wrong way about it, mate. You don't... Yeah, that's why you don't mm-hmm. want to find a relationship. You know, you don't want a relationship with someone that that's won't going to want to do until... COVID that, until uh, 7 in the morning. Cornflake time. <laughs> cornflake time. Um, and, and he says, I needed money and I hated the rejection. So he decided to do something he'd never done before. He Kill someone. He hit Addison with a frying pan. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it, all right. I'm not laughing at the fact that this person got murdered because obviously that's it's a very proper bad cartoony thing. though, isn't it? It's bottom. You know. Oh like... uh, yeah. <laughs> Bang! <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> um, and then he stabbed him with a knife. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's happened in bottom. No, I don't think so. I think he stabs him in the eye of the pen at one point. Oh, similar then. Yeah. Okay. So after he's dead, he takes $57, which in today's money is, have a guess? $58, because the economy's fucked. <laughs> it probably is now, but last year it was 240 Okay. So, right. I mean, that's not even much, is it? Um, he nicked his credit card, his passport for some reason. If you had a one-night stand and you woke up and someone nicked 240 Ooh, quid out, you'd be fucking fuming, wouldn't yeah, you still? Yeah, you would be. Yeah. And also, if you had a one last stand with someone you knew you weren't going to see again, you could nick 240 mm. quid. You'd probably do it. You'd do it. But it'd have to be a really bad one night stand for it to be that much of a cunt. Mm. Surely. Let's remember on the last podcast, you condemned Cardi B for doing that. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Look, it's fine if you don't drug them, just rob them. Just. I'm going to say, I said you'd probably do it. I didn't say I'd probably do it, in fairness. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, he used the money to buy a drink and spent the next day getting drunk. Well, then, yeah, don't rob people to... Rob people to bet your eye. Mm -hmm. Yeah, not... (laughs) That's when it's okay. Yeah. Uh, The the man on the phone gave some info about himself. He claimed he was the son of an orchestra leader. He had a wife in Berlin who didn't understand that he his homosexuality and a teenage son. Um, he was also interested in art and wanted to be a dancer when he was younger. Um, he t- it was really weird because when this phone call happened, it was on Yom Kippur. Do you know what that is? Um, I've heard the term, but no, I can't remember what it is. The Jewish Day of Atonement. And he kept talking about wanting to atone for this crime. He says, but I don't want to give myself up. I wouldn't be able to practice again and I'd lose my licence. Oh. But didn't say what kind of licence he had, so... But he's obviously couldn't... religion-based. Well, let's continue on. So, Arthur Bell contacts the police about this call and they're like, great, the first solid lead. The caller knew about the stolen credit card, which the police hadn't made public. Um, described a white substance on the floor of Addison's apartment which was Crisco, I had to look this up. It is a vegetable fat that is solid at room temperature and was used as a lubricant for gay men at the time. But if it's solid at room temperature... How does that work? Yeah. 
You have to warm it up first, like butter. Let's not get I'm not, butt I'm, butter. <laughs> Going down that road. Um, I'm already down that road. <sighs> For some reason, I'm thinking of it like <laughs> like an Oxo cube, <laughs> and it just crumbles. <laughs> oh, <laughs> crumble, 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 crumble. <laughs> the and the police and the police didn't uh, know what that substance was. Easy, we're not talking to you. <laughs> no, we're not. Okay, no, we're not talking to you. I don't care. It's because the curtains are open. We'll go and close them then. Closer. You'll go. Smell you. Right, well, you just keep talking. Okay. I'm going to unplug my mic. That's fine. I'm going to go deal with this bitch. Okay. I can say that because she's a dog. <laughs> <laughs> um, Come on. Yeah, so the police said he might ring again. So watch out. Uh, be fine. And at 11 o'clock at night, that day, Arthur gets another call from someone claiming to be called Mitch. <coughs> hey, my name's Mitch. That's, that's a made-up name. That's definitely a made-up name. <laughs> like, there's people called Mitchell, mm. and there's people like, you know, we know someone called Mitchum, mm. but nobody's Mitch. Not Mitch. I am Mitch. I mean, he... it's America, right, actually. It yeah. is. You get a lot of names. Like, you don't get Chad's here, but you don't I imagine get you get Chad's Randy. <laughs> you don't get Oh, Randy. my name is L. That's where I got that from. Randy. Yeah. I love my name as well. I haven't seen that in so long. Anyway, um, Mitch. Yeah, Mitch. He says, I know who this killer is. He's called Paul Bateson. Um, we met whilst we were both getting sober at St. Vince's Hospital months ago. Um, he's an unemployed x-ray technician. And he'd called me earlier and told me that he'd done this murder. So Mitch said, look, I want to meet you in person. And the police said, that's not a good idea. Because we don't know who this guy is. So they literally just went to Paul Bateson's apartment and arrested him. And he was lying around drunk. Because that's what Paul Bateson does best. Okay. Um, when being asked, when they said, why are you being arrested? He points to a magazine on the floor near him that has Arthur Bell's article. And he says, yeah, that's probably why. And then he is arrested and confesses and is charged with second-degree murder. So, the reason that this is a bit of a Halloween-y one, Paul Bateson uh, was born 24th of August, 1940, Pennsylvania. He was in the armies in the 60s. He was a very heavy drinker out of boredom. I mean, that's everyone this year, isn't it? Yeah. Um, 64, he moved to New York, had a relationship with a man, but said, I'm not exclusively gay, so... Okay. In denial. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Um, five years later, his mum died of a stroke and his younger brother died of suicide. So Actually, bad. let me clarify that last mark. Yeah. might not necessarily have been in denial. I just feel like he could have been in denial at the time could because of the time and because of his ex-army background where you're supposed to be very oh, masculine yeah, and, and whatnot. Right. But I don't mean that you can't just be bisexual. That's, mm. that's probably it. But thing. yeah, no, that's, that's true for that time. I don't think they would have been very pro-gay with that no i imagine that's why i thought he was in denial that's that's me mm. that's my equivocation on that okay I don't equivocation i like that equivocation is a good word see I look we can make our right new word. things like that we can't take other people's things then equivocation let's get some merch <laughs> <laughs> let's get some listeners if we can have one one thousandth of the listeners of mm-hmm. the your your podcast then i think we'd be pretty happy Mm. I mean, there's a lot of podcasts out there, but we have a, a small select audience. And we, we appreciate We love people. you guys. Bye, Bateson. Shit. 
That is the richness we get from this. <laughs> Not money, the richness of life. Yeah, but wouldn't it be great and to have the richness joy. of life and money? Mm. Look, I'm telling my story. <laughs> He'd had a shit year. His mother died of a stroke. His brother died of suicide. He trained as a neurological, radiological technician. So an x-ray tech. Mm. Um, what? That's an x-ray tech technician. You look like you're Neurological, is that that's brain, that's, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Um, in 73, that relationship ended and he moved to Brooklyn um, and commuted to they, uh, the New York University Medical Center. And he was well liked and respected by his colleagues. So, 72, a director named William Friedkin? Friedkin? I don't know. Whatever. Will went to the New York University Medical Center to view medical procedures being done for his upcoming film. And he needed some staff, maybe, from the hospital to be extras. So he was invited to watch a cerebral angiography, which is where they inject a dye. What? We have a uh, another guest. The... I'm calling Santa. I'm going to tell him that you're being naughty and you keep getting up. <laughs> what do you need to tell me? I did say get you a drink. I also said I was a bit busy right now and we're in the middle of recording this. When this is finished, I will get you a drink. Prontissimo. If you come downstairs again, I'm ringing Santa and I'm telling him that you can't have a Barbie aeroplane. And that you don't want any presents, really. Yeah, because you're being naughty. Do you understand? Why don't you ask Harrison to get you a drink? But he already got me a glass of water and he spitted it out and got my carpet all wet. Oh, my Christ. <laughs> Look, don't have children, people. Tell you what, take the mic off. I'll do some filler. <laughs> you're not doing some filler. I'll do some filler. No. no I've, Let no, me do filler. I don't trust you. I don't know what you're going to do. Go upstairs. I'll be there in a bit. Okay? Don't come down again, please. Okay? Yes, I know. I'm yeah. ring Santa. She didn't say how long that was going to be, though, darling. So what she said the first time wasn't doesn't mean it's not true just because she hasn't come up yet. She's still going to come up. you just got to wait for her to come up. Go on. Off you go before I ring Santa. Okay. It's Thank not going you. to be very long, probably about another 20 minutes, and we'll be up there with the drink for you, okay? 20 minutes? Well, it's already about 40 minutes past your bedtime, so while you're standing here arguing about time, I don't know. Get to so bed. So many people don't want to hear my story properly this week in this house. So many interruptions. Oh, there we go, there come the tears. Right. Christ. Anyway. Told you you should have let her come down first beforehand, you know, Trish might um, Cerebral. I so I told you so. Cerebral angiography is where they puncture, or yeah, they used this to. This isn't going to work against the backdrop of a child crying. You won't be able to hear it at all. She's gone upstairs. You, however, we can hear. Shush, listen to my story. Um, They used to puncture your artery in the front of your neck and inject ink so that, you know, it would go around the blood vessels. Um, 
and then they can take images of all the blood vessels in your brain through an x-ray do you remember what film is yet Mm, no no um so they decided to use paul bateman and two other doctors for the film and bateman can be seen in this film doing the procedure and using a calming bedside manner that he'd used on previous patients so the film was released in 73 and the scene became notorious as one audiences found most disturbing. Oh, I do know. Yeah? Is it Clockwork Orange? No. Right, go on. Right. No longer... that. Yeah, they no longer yeah. pierce the I front of your neck. Um, it was one of the most realistic med- medical procedures done in a, in a film of the time. Um, 1975, so after he's had this little extra in a film, his drinking got so bad he was let go from his job. And he started doing odd jobs like light repair work and cleaning. He worked as a ticket operator at a theatre for pornos. Uh, he went to AA, got sober. Yeah. Well, they did then. I don't know if they do now. Can you imagine? Mm, that's a bit awkward watching that next to other people, I imagine. Especially as a guy. And like, you very rarely have a need... <laughs> A need for like a full length feature film. You don't yeah, stick no. around to see how it ends, do you? No. You don't stick around to see if the girl ever did get a pizza paid for or the printer fixed, do you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. So do you. I'll drink the books first. Anyway. Maybe I'll drink it. <laughs> if I get ill, though, it's day three of my company. Oh my Christ. What'd you find? Keep her up there with you then. Um, he hung around with other gay men from AA hoping for a new relationship. But a couple of years later, he was drinking again. Oh, I'm sniffing around. Oh, sniffing around. Right, give her here then. Hi, Evie. Ah. Um, she's doing your recording. Mm, yeah, they're going to hear your little voice on it. Um, he was drinking about a litre of vodka a day. And he said, after a few shots, I'd shave and get dressed, intending to go out. And then I'd sit down and have no energy to move. Um, He also liked hanging around leather bars because he thought leather was quite impressive. And that is how he met um, Addison. So, um, Arthur Bell interviews Paul Bateman whilst awaiting trial in prison. And he said, yeah, jail's alright because it's helping me to be sober. He said his biggest regret was missing the new season of the Joffrey Ballet in New York. Because priorities. No, yeah. Um, he pled not guilty. He said a lot of people will be hurt. Parents, friends. And then I'll tear up my roots and settle somewhere else. Um, so a bit of an ass. Uh, the police said that they, yeah, there was a series of gay men that had been murdered in the last two years. There were six men that had been dismembered and were found in bags floating in the Hudson River. Um, none of the men were identified, but clothes, the clothes they wore had labels from Greenwich, would that be Greenwich? Greenwich. Greenwich Village that catered to the gay community. So they guessed they were gay men. Um, and the bags that the body parts were in had wording connecting to the New York Uni Medical Centre. Um, with the neuropsychiatric unit on them, which meant that they obviously found the link to Paul. Yeah. Um, they were dismembered by somebody 
skilled with knives, so they thought Paul was their suspect and he was interviewed. Um, he went to trial in 1979. Um, he argued that he was drunk at the time of his confession, so that that wasn't a true confession. And he denied calling um, anyone saying that he did this murder. So the state entered his confession and Arthur Bell's article as evidence against him, and he was convicted in March 1979. He was sentenced a month later, and the prosecutor, William Hoyt, called him a psychopath and believed he was responsible for these six other murders. However, he admitted there's no actual proof. It's just all like circumstantial evidence. Um, but Paul Bateson confessed um these murders to a friend called Richard Ryan who testified for the state at trial and Bateson denied it so it, it it kind of all fell through um however he was sentenced to 20 years five less than the prosecution had asked for for the original murder there was not enough evidence for the other six and he served 24 years three months he was eligible for parole in 1997 um, and was released a day after turning 63 in 2003. Um, he, his parole was completed November 2008, and that is the last known existence of him. So he could be out in like old man bondage mm. gay clubs, bumming and killing people Maybe. Um, he was, someone attempted from, a squire attempted to contact him for an article in 2018, at his last known address, the phone was disconnected and all the emails bounced back. Um, however, a record in Social Security um, in the death index shows that a Paul Bateson with the same birthday and same Social Security number um, from Pennsylvania died September the 15th, 2012. So there's a possibility that he has actually died. And the extra that he was in is The Exorcist. Ah, uh, right. You know the bit where they're performing that on yeah. the little girl reading? Yeah, I don't know why I went clockwork on yeah. When you said something about fucking with people's eyes, I was I, I was just like automatically just went to that horrible scene where they're... Fucking with people's eyes? Yeah, you know, like in Clockwork Orange where they've got him with like the little thing in his eye, like making him watch... Oh, uh, no, I didn't get to that point. Yeah. I only watched the first ten minutes of the last ten hours. Oh, yeah, the first ten minutes are fucking grim. Oh. Um, I haven't seen it because I... <sighs> I keep trying to watch it and I get bored. I don't know why. Um, apparently he's portrayed by Morgan Kelly in the second season of Mindhunter. Which everyone keeps telling me to watch and I honestly can't get into it. What, Bateson? Yeah. I just... I don't know. They've cancelled it now, haven't they? Have they? I'm sure they've cancelled Mindhunter. Oh. Well, I can kind of see why. I didn't really... I wasn't really feeling that. I don't know. It was a very slow burner and I wasn't interested in the... In the police man's... Um... Love life. That's not why I wanted to watch it. Maybe I... somebody's rescued it. We think that BTK was in Mindhunter, didn't we? When you saw that bit of that weirdo with the mask on with the rope. He definitely is. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Because it just says at the synopsis of season two, episode two, to glean an insight to the elusive BTK killer. Mm. So, yeah. Maybe 100%. I need to give it another go. Who yeah, because you're, you're a big advocate of that, aren't you? I do need to find something new because I've almost... No, I've I've actually I've caught up with all of RuPaul now. There's um 
Drag Race UK. So I need to start on that. Um, yeah, maybe I'll try Mindhunter next for something to watch. Because um, I don't know what to watch next. But yeah. Netflix Mindhunters unlikely to return for a third season, according to the crime drama's creator. The second series was back on our screens last August, two years after special agents Ford and Tench first landed on the platform. It was then reported that fans would have to wait for a third outing until Fincher finished his upcoming biopic, Mank, starring Oscar Ward. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, okay. I think it's something to do with, didn't BTK go for years until he got caught? Yeah. So the problem with filming that is that like they set it at the start of his uh, thing right, yeah. so you've then either got to get through like 25 yeah, series yeah. and pick up all the other murders along the way or you know like fast forward and recast loads of whole, I know that, whole other um, actors and stuff and that's just not practical in either thing i know that ed kemper was meant to be in it and uh that was quite a good one i didn't know ed kemper the guy that oh maybe we'll do that for another one the guy that chopped off his mum's head and oh and like put his dick in it yeah. Oh, okay. You don't know that one then. No, I've heard it. I'm just oh, trying okay. to... Maybe yeah. it's just you told me that. Probably. That's where this all began. <laughs> um, we already kind of did a happy thought at the beginning, but have you got any more happy thoughts? Um. No, I mean, it's kind of work-related now because I've left my old job, which I didn't like very much. They were nice people and it was... A reasonably well-paid job for what I had to do but I got really bored and I got really destructive and I got really into my own head and now as a result of leaving said job I feel a lot more refreshed and I feel like I've got a renewed purpose in life and I genuinely can see I, I can't do it yet but I know I can do it yeah do you know what I mean like I, at the minute I can't do it it's only been two days and you already seem like a massive weight has been lifted yeah and that's a that's a big happy thought you know that's a really that good is. thing um i'm proud of you thanks very proud of you and you look good in a suit <laughs> that's my happy thought <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah that's my happy thought and it's november so i'm in christmas mode Woo! And I'm happy because I've done quite a bit of Christmas shopping before lockdown. So um, here are my top two tips for getting through the next lockdown. One, turn your TV off. Don't watch the news. It's all a load of shit. Two, stock up on gin. <laughs> she says drink it box fizz because she doesn't have any gin. I do, no, I do have gin, but I let you drink the rest of the lemonade. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it's a school night, so I'm going to drink this and go to bed. Okay. And catch up on Quarry. Okay. And yeah. Okay. Um, massive apologies for all of the um, interruptions tonight, but look, that's what happens when you have small people. Don't have yeah. them. And like, like Andrea said at the end of the day, you don't pay for this. No, you don't so, pay for this. It's free. You know, if you pay for this podcast, maybe we'd have a lovely little private sound. Uh, oh, imagine if we have one of those proper little setups. Yeah, it'd be great. Let's yeah. get rid of the kids and we'll set up our own little studio and work from home. I feel like we need to quantify this. Okay. You don't mean to get rid of the kids. Because <laughs> no, this is no, a murder no. podcast. Mm, yeah, no. <laughs> mm. Okay, well. Whilst they are a bit of an annoyance, we we're not going to take things that far. We do, no. Thank you.
thank you if you managed to get through to the end of this. And if you are still listening. Yeah, it's been a bit of a slog for you. But, I uh, and apologies again for being a bit late this week. But yeah, it's just been a hectic one. And so, again, also. You don't you, pay for it. You don't pay for this. If Enjoy you pay, it. If, if you paid, then, you know. We wouldn't have to be at other jobs. <laughs> no, yeah, that's true. If you share this to everybody and we get rich and famous for doing then it, then we can quit our then jobs. We can quit our jobs and we just do a dedicated do podcast. We can go to three, four episodes a week. We could. Yeah, it'd be, you know, your pleasure. <laughs> Not ours. <laughs> your pleasure. <laughs> but unfortunately, we don't. And I have a job to go to tomorrow. So. And there are about 12 of you. So. <laughs> we love every one of you. And we do. Um, okay. So. I'm going to go to bed now because I have work tomorrow. Um, we will see you in a couple of days because it's like half through the week already. It's not half through the week, but you know what I mean. We'll see you next time. We also won't see you. No, we'll hear you. You'll hear us. <laughs> you know what I mean. We might see you, depending okay. on who's listening. Maybe. All right, then. See you later. Bye. Bye.